What's up, everybody? I am Mr. Adam Max. You're listening to The Pursuit on the Out of Bounds Network. Shockingly, I'm going to ask you guys for a favor, because that's what I do every week. Before you even start listening, hit pause. Scroll down like you're going through on iTunes. Scroll on down like you're going to read all the bad reviews. It'll say write a review. You know what you can do? Write a review. That helps me a lot. It helps Jabber a lot. Like, share, subscribe is my new hashtag, I think. Saying it too much, I've become that robot. But you guys don't understand how much that helps, how much it helps me. It takes two minutes. I could be asking you for donations, but instead, I'm just asking you to leave a review. It costs you nothing. It takes two seconds. I'm not knocking anybody asking for donations right now. There's a lot of things that we need to donate for. I'm just simply saying this is a really easy thing for you to do that helps other people, including myself and Jabber. I'm going to jump right into this. My guest this week is Kristen Danforth. Found her on Instagram. She's a photographer, graphic designer, uh, an influencer of sorts. She signed with a major brand, which we talk about. It's cool because she's a little guy. She's got 5,700 followers right along, right around what I have. And to see these big brands seeing value in someone like myself and or in this situation, Kristen is awesome. It's really fun. It's a fun conversation. I didn't know where it was going to go. And where we went with it was awesome. It was really fun. We did have to cut a couple things out. So if you get a little block in there, uh, contract obligations. This is the influencer world we live in. We have to... We can't overstep our boundaries, so uh, Kristen and I talked about it after. We just wanted to make sure that we covered all angles and you know, didn't burn any bridges with other people that we work with. So if it is a little cut in the middle, it's simply because one of us overspoke about something we couldn't speak about. But anyway, it's the first week of July. It's beautiful out. I hope you're outside. I hope you're on a boat. I hope you're walking up hills just pretending to get ready for ski season mountain biking i got a new mountain bike it's rad i can't wait to tell you all about it maybe next week maybe never i don't know i gotta i feel like i'm too fat to talk about mountain biking right now so i haven't anyway that's my rant here's this week's episode of the pursuit all right Kristen, tell them who you are what you do and anything else interesting one interesting fact about yourself how about that Hi, my name is Kristen, <laughs> and I am a graphic designer by day and Ford Bronco ambassador and landscape photographer by night. Um, and I guess adventure photographer, kind of like all these things wrapped into one. So that's my life. <laughs> How did you get in? First off, did you go to school for graphic design? I actually did. Okay. And what does that entail? Two years, four years? Way too many years. Internships? Um, gra- <laughs> Don't go to school for graphic design kids. Like, I, I say that in the most loving way. Um, I just say don't go really, to school ever. Don't go to school ever. I went. <laughs> you don't need I it. I went. Just drop out. Well, I didn't <laughs> drop out. I finished. But I'm do what you love every day forever. Is my That's what for I'm sure. dealing with. But go on. I'm sorry. See, I, I wish I. No, you're good. I wish I, I wish I started with that. With that kind of mindset, I was very just like, I have to have my four-year degree. Um, I thought like art history would be a really cool degree. And then I was like, what on earth am I going to do with that? And then changed it to graphic design and 
you really don't need a degree for stuff like that, especially now with YouTube and podcasts and the amount of information that's out there. You can self-teach yourself design so easily. Um, but yeah, I got the four-year degree and then worked like corporate design jobs. So started with Simple Green. I don't know if you're familiar with that cleaning product. I use Simple Green um, almost every day of my life. It's a really good bike cleaner. That exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's good stuff. Um, so I worked there for a couple of years and then jumped around. I worked for a ski resort called Mountain High for a season. And of course, it was like that season happened to be like the worst season they ever had in the history of the resort. They had to shut down in February. That's how bad it was. That sounds awful. Um, they just they, the entire base melted. They had no snow for a month. Um, and then now to like kind of pay my bills and support the fun stuff that I do, which isn't necessarily design. Uh, I work for a university. And so I design for like outfacing student success stories, ask for money, stuff like that. Is it fun for lack of a better term? <laughs> like, I just feel like designing for a university could be like, here's our school colors here's our logo, here's a photo, put those on top of it, like a top baseball card. And I don't mean to yeah. take away from your job. I'm just trying no. to like get an answer. That is, and that's where my struggle is right now because I've been doing this, I've been there for five years now. And um, they trap you kind of with benefits. So yeah, it is it really literally- comfort yeah they it is literally the same thing almost every day every year like you know oh it's commencement again gotta do that 150 page commencement book again it kind of looks the same as last year again yeah it is literally exactly that um i just know this sorry go ahead go ahead no no i know this because i photograph a couple college graduations around here and commencement ceremonies and it's like like the shot list is the same every year, but yeah. it's. I guess what we're forgetting is like, it's the same for us, but it's not the same for the students. It's new for them every time, so they're like, oh, we, and you're just like, thank oh God my they recycle God. out, right, they right, because they'd call me bummer. out. Like this is the same photo <laughs> shoot we did. Actually, I had a couple. We do like a lifestyle shoot, and I had a couple students who were like sophomores who are now seniors and i was like guys we're doing the same thing like i'm i get it's a little same different pose, but like in front of the same tree it's the same courtyard yeah. like that's the courtyard it doesn't change yeah. here's your handbag that you got <laughs> like walk on through grab some that books is, that is literally it um and but that's what's so tough with working um instead of working with like a firm working for either like a specific company or in this case, the university, it is going to be the same stuff every year. But um, the university I work for is part of the California government. And so, yeah, benefits are cushy and they make it so hard to leave. And you have people like I work with another designer who's been there for like 32 years. And um, yeah, so I'm kind of hitting a point where I'm vested now, which you get after five years. So all the all those benefits are now officially mine. Um, and next steps are, are still kind of in the air for me. So. Do you think, obviously I'm not like, do you think there is a job out there that would make you jump? 
I think I can create a job that would make me jump for myself. I love that if- answer. <laughs> and I'm like, like I'm tiptoeing because if anyone from your university listens, like obviously we want them to like enjoy it. But I just right, love, right. I I just love telling the stories of people who like one have real jobs like yourself because a lot of this talk is like what we call pro talk, and it's oh well, I'm a pro skier and I make X dollars skiing professionally, which is like amazing and it's an extremely hard job, but it's very hard right. for listeners including myself as an interviewer to listen and be like yeah but i don't have that opportunity so when you hear like, someone what's that like <laughs> right and they like they have a skill set that like is extremely rare and they can make money off of it because it's that rare it's just like a football mm-hmm. player like they're just playing football I'm like well they're playing football really well so they get paid extreme amounts of dollars which isn't even close to skiing dollars because it's skiing isn't even on that level but it's fun to have conversations with people like yourself because I believe I'm someone like that I don't have a regular nine to five but I've like there was always another way and that's why like this is called the pursuit podcast so it's like what's your pursuit so it's like fun to hear you say and this is my little rant sorry I'll go on a couple today (laughs) but like it's fun to hear you say like I have this really beautiful job that like isn't amazing but isn't horrible but there's these really great benefits that come from it that are literally benefits right but me myself i being you are like but there's a job out there that i can create for myself and that is that that is rad (laughs) (laughs) because after doing this yeah and that's the thing is it's not it's not bad it's not great exactly like you said um but because the world is changing so much there's so many there even though the market is flooded in every way, shape and form, especially in the case with creatives. Um, but there's still so many ways to make like passive income and things like that. So like, even I, if I were to do design part-time and then I could do photography part-time, but then have passive income coming in other ways, like there's so many ways to make money now, which I'm making it sound really easy when it's obviously not. Um, but, but there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. It's and more knowledge. Just as available. hard, if not harder, to make money being in all these different avenues. But there's definitely more opportunities. Like Instagram wasn't a thing ten years ago. Maybe ten. I don't know where we're at now. Actually, the CEO of Instagram today said it is no longer a a photo platform. It is a video based platform, which oh, freaks me. I believe out. it, but it's heartbreaking. Because that's what I love about it was the st- I kind of like the staticness of it. <laughs> I love that, uh, and I'm I'm a photographer. That's what I. That's how I make my actual money. And I love that photos tell a story. Like a video. If I look at a video that I recorded on my phone, it's it's always you had to be there, right? And I mean, there's beautiful videographers that are. That's why they're good because they make you feel like you're there. But like. I take a crummy video on my cell phone. I turn sideways and I watch it. And I was like, I guess you had to be there. But if I have that right. same photo, my that photo triggers something in my brain that takes me there. And that's why I loved photos because it would tell a story and that's corny and cliche, but like it brings you there. It's like music. Like music is a time machine. I can hear a certain song and I could be like, boom, that's where I was when I heard that song. Like if it's a song right. that's important to me. But I think... 
Oh, I don't know. I think there's such an art form in photo, and I'm not saying there's not in video, but I am saying there's photos still, like a good photo is still like something to be remembered, and that's the point. No, totally. And also with photos, I mean, I'm a landscape photographer mostly, and so the story is there for me. It's not necessarily there for everyone else. Um, but photography I feel like even though videography requires more work in regards to editing and stuff like that but in that one moment you got one shot to tell one story with video it's like okay you got 30 seconds like you know you can figure out what you're trying to tell you you know whatever we're gonna have to cut that one out no 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 no. I I get it I know what you're saying it's hard to explain but like you can shoot a bunch of b-roll and like clip together something and like tell this story versus photo like if you took one picture like that's what you get it's you have one shot literally to like tell this story and you said that like these tell stories for you but that's not true because people see your photos and if they've been there or like you go to Yosemite and like that triggers something in their brain and then lets them tell that story of their Yosemite of their Moab of their what at wherever they are so i think it's that's true yeah i was really bummed when uh i don't know his name the ceo of instagram said that today i like read it and i was like man that's like what now what do i have to go to like and it's also too social media is already so loud and that's what i really loved about instagram was because it was static you know it's you you don't constantly have things being thrown at you but Times change. I know. Got to go with the algorithm, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I'm the old grumpy guy. I'll just make like my photos into videos. So I still get like in the algorithm, but I'll just be like a rolling. Literally. It's so funny. You said that it's literally like what I just started doing a couple, like, I don't even know, three weeks ago. It's like, it's that crappy phone video where I'm like, here's me taking a picture, a photo with my camera. And then here's what the landscape looks like. And then here's the photo that I ended up taking um just just to beat the algorithm it's like just to beat the algorithm yeah which i have no idea if it's working but (laughs) no i mean videos get pushed more than it's crazy like the you know we run the instagram handle for on a podcast and jabber the other host does most of it i just like throw shots in once in a while but like he's so good at it and i laugh because he's like he's 10 years younger than me and i was like dude i have no idea like i'm like the old crippled guy who's like i don't know how to use this anymore <laughs> and he's like the young hipster guy who's like you're so dumb and i'm like i don't know just help me like, like i just i just want to post some pretty pictures man i just want to have to fight an algorithm all day but i know it just stinks but it, i mean it is what it is and it's a beautiful platform and we get to share like what we do and we get to like i always laugh like the my life is your vacation that's like instagram <laughs> that is like like yeah. no one on Instagram is like, oh, I went to work today. Like, no one. Like, no one <laughs> Here's is, my desk. Yeah, they just show yeah, pictures no. of like <laughs> driving and traveling and doing fun things. Which maybe I'm just gonna make a depressing right. Instagram. Be like, oh, I worked today and I sat in front of my computer for twelve <laughs> hours and edited. And it here's was, the coffee I had at nine a.m. It's empty now. Yeah, here's the three pots of coffee that I drank, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, yeah, maybe. That, but maybe, despite. I was just going to say, like, despite Instagram's what it's turning into, like, at least for me, like, I I owe everything to it. So 
I think you should hate it, but you love it. (laughs) Um, That is literally, well, from, they weren't, they didn't give a lot of details. Ford didn't give a lot of details in regards to how they found me. Um, But I have a feeling it was because my initial vehicle was, well, I first started with a Subaru Crosstrek and that's kind of like the taking photos out in nature kind of thing started. Um, It was just because like, oh, hey, check out my new lift kit, guys. And hey, I got some new AT tires on it. Like, that's like, that's how it all started, really. Um, And then I would always tag Subaru, like, post my stuff, post my stuff, Subaru. And they're just like, no, we're not going to post like you abusing your your modded Crosstrek. (laughs) They were just like, no. (laughs) Um, But then... I upgraded to a Jeep just because I needed a little more towing power. And um, the Jeep, Cher- it was a Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk. And so that, you know, I started taking pictures of that. And the Jeep actually reached out to me and they were just like, hey, we love your stuff. Like, can we repost it? And I was just excited. You know, you don't really think about like monetizing it at the time. But I was like, yeah, like take it, you know, post it, do yeah, whatever you want. Please take and all so, my work, Chrysler Jeep. Yeah, have it all for, for free. free here are the raw files like what, let me help you sell vehicles <laughs> for free yeah i mean i was excited and no i, I get excited. it <laughs> it was rad and so then they actually posted one of my shots on instagram and on twitter and facebook and a couple other places and uh when ford reached out to me this was a hang on like, pause back in september oh pause let's back pause. did you see any like growth from that um, a little, I mean, it's really interesting because I saw probably my most growth actually with the cross track because the Subaru community is huge on Instagram. Um, but the Jeep Cherokee, to be perfectly honest, is, you know, like a mom car. Like, then this isn't the grand Cherokee. This is the Cherokee with like the weird lights on the front. Yeah. The renegade, so people right? Aren't it's re- like, a. um, it's actually the renegade has probably more following than the oh, Cherokee okay. does. So it's like, it's, it's so weird. The Cherokee is kind of like this in between the renegade and the compass and like the grand Cherokee. So they put like a rear locker on it. It's, it's pretty impressive to be honest, but no one buys them to wheel them. They buy them to get groceries. And so right, that's, there was pretty much. Yeah. I just asked if you uh, got more or less because like they obviously don't pay you and they're like, well, we'll put you on our platform. And I'm like, well, how much reach do you act like they got a ton of reach from it? But like, you know, how many followers does Jeep have? They put it on their Instagram, their Twitter. So arguably you reached, let's say, a million people. And it's like, what do you get? Uh, 50 followers? Like, is that that's yeah i say like 50 to 100 followers is pretty much it because the people who follow Jeep, the Wrangler owners. So they look at okay. the photo and they're just like, nah, you know? Um, so yeah, not a huge follower count, not a huge, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Benefit, I guess. Uh, except for the fact that Ford saw them and that's where the benefit really kicked in because I got a message and it was, it wasn't even from them directly. It was from like one of their marketing agencies and they've got a million of them. And so I thought the whole thing was a scam. They were How just like, they reach hey, out? we, uh, DM. Okay. That's amazing. Which makes like it sound multi... even... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like, 
Oh, no, it's all good. No, like it was some guy from some marketing agency. He's like, hey, we represent a brand who is releasing a new vehicle. And we were interested or we were interested to see if you wanted to uh, have an interview with us. And I was just like, who? Like what? Yeah, they won't tell you what brand or like. No. And also for everyone listening, Kristen is a Ford Bronco ambassador. I think we've touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but like. You work with Ford. I don't know if they gave you a vehicle or you whatever. That doesn't matter. But like you are an ambassador for the new Bronco coming out that yeah. is out. But continue with your story. I'm just reminding everyone, like, what did we talk? How do we get to cars? <laughs> You're like, what what happens? She is no, an totally. influencer for cars, people. <laughs> it sounds insane, but it's like kind it's of real. It's weird. Yeah, it's amazing. So weird. Um I sell beer. I'm oh, a beer so- influencer. I don't drink. So like Figure that one out. Sierra Nevada. Wait, we're going to talk after the podcast about that. Sierra Nevada, I love Sierra Nevada sponsors this podcast. <laughs> I love them. They're amazing people. And I don't drink. I don't drink beer. I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink nothing. There's no. That's OK, guys. I do. And Sierra Nevada <laughs> is wonderful. See, we're always talking about it. Always <laughs> selling it. But it's cool how world, the world works. But go ahead. Ford slid in your DMs or a marketing firm for Ford forward yeah and um i had to like google these guys so I was like who is this person i just had to make sure like is this person real and so yeah shot them an email because i said to email them um and went through some interviews and then at the end of it all they're like congratulations you have been selected as a ford bronco ambassador what was the and, process like um it was long because of the chip shortage so this they didn't chip have shortage. This sh- oh man, you got to tell people. About, I know about the chip shortage, but okay, <laughs> the chip shortage so doesn't make sense to most people. <laughs> there's no cars out in the world right now because there's these chips that they need for the cars. And I think did a cell phone company buy them all? Is that what happened? I, I don't want to spread phone, misinformation. I think a cell phone company bought like, them all, but no one's fact checking okay. us because we were not in that world. Uh, We'll yeah, say a cell phone like, company bought them all. All right. Yeah, let's roll with that. And so because of that, um, there's no you, people can't make cars or companies can't make cars. That's why your used car in your driveway right now is probably worth more now than it was when you first bought it. Like it, there's a car shortage. Yeah, and so because of that, there's literally cars built cars. that are waiting for a chip <laughs> so they can drive them. Yeah, it's pretty tragic. Um, and so because of that, you know, Ford expected to have these launched last year, um, but it took about six months. And so I finally got mine about two months ago. But then there's so there's about 30 some ambassadors and it's like a huge variety of people. Um, there's cyclists and there's trail runners like they were they're trying to get people from all over really the spectrum in regards to kind of the outdoor community. Um, I fell under the creator category. Um, did they tell you the that? Major- yeah, they did. <laughs> They're like, you're a creator. And I was like, I mean, okay. Yeah. They're I'm like athlete, athlete, athlete. Oh, creator, <laughs> creator, athlete, athlete. You're like, uh, yay. <laughs> like, cool. I'll, I'll take it. I'll fall under that. Um, so 10 of us have the Bronco sports and we already have ours because they were able to make those first, but the 
uh, full-size Broncos, the rest of the ambassadors, I think they're just rolling off the lines now, so they haven't gotten theirs yet. Will they get the sport, or they're going to get the full-size? They're getting the full-size, Did yeah. you have a choice or they, no? No. They, well, they said, like, hey, you know, because, like, you have the Jeep Cherokee, like, you're getting the Broncos sport. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I'm not complaining in I, any of this. So. No, no, no. I feel like if they gave me a Ford Bronco or Broncos, I would like, how do you not trash it? Like I would like up oh, the roof fell off. I'm sorry. Like I, I would be a loose cannon with that thing. I've had to be, it, it makes me nervous because it, it's Ford's car. Like it's not mine. You're um, just the driver. And, huh? You're just like the driver. I'm really just kind of the driver and they're just, you know, they want you to make content for it, which, and honestly, their expectations are pretty minimal um, compared to most brands that I've worked with in the past. So, but they're just like, go take it, have fun, drive it, like go out there. You can not answer any of these questions if I overstep, but like, how long do you have? Oh, I just don't like, I don't know what your contract is. How long do you have? There's some things I can say. Um, I have it for a year. And then they just take it? That's the thing. I don't know. Because they said in a perfect world, you know, they want you, you know, they want to continue the program. But, you know, it depends on the world, I guess. It depends on what's happening. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen after a year. But What about tires? Can you just do burnouts with it? Because that would be my first contact. I was like, I didn't actually, I have a sponsorship with Falcons. So we're, and it came with Falcons on it. So. Oh, best case. Yeah. I, that I don't know. Can you Um, mod it? No, cannot mod it. Dang. Can you mod it? So I, I made a comment though. I was like, guys, like you need at least like that one inch lift kit. Cause they, uh, they made a, um, they made a one inch lift kit, like pre model kind of thing. Uh, and I'm like, guys, you got to release that, please. Yeah. So you can only put Ford right. parts on it. Yeah, exactly. But they have a lot of relationships with other brands that they're working with. Um, I can't remember which lighting company. I guess I could put lights on it, but that's not high on my mod list. So I would literally cut the roof <laughs> off and make it a convertible and be like, check this out, Ford. Like It's close enough to the, is the full size, which does have a convertible i know yeah that's amazing because you like and i don't mean this is a bad thing i mean this is we're on the same level like you have five thousand plus followers it's not a lot i know no it's a (laughs) but it's cool for anyone listening and myself like because sometimes you don't think like you like i don't really bust my ass on social media but some people do and like your content is very curated and a very like correct and proper way mine is just like crocs and like "Ah, i'm garbage but like it's really cool to see that this major company i.e ford sees value in you as because you're an influencer and that word's stupid but like they're not giving you a vehicle for a year unless they genuinely see value in you and that's cool for me looking at you or anyone else looking and be like, well, I only have 5,000 or I only have 6,000 or like we are valuable to these brands in some way, shape or form. So it's cool that like large brands understand that. And like when I email a brand and they're like, don't see value, you're like, well, Ford does. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you ever heard of Ford Crocs, but But, they um... value people. So 
may want to double check my Insta, man. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, I mean that genuinely, like it's, it's cool. It's cool to see, right? Like, no, totally. And like, it's funny because at the beginning of all this, like the imposter syndrome was so real. Um, and especially as the Instagram algorithm changes and stuff, you know, it seems to get almost, it's harder to get followers. It's harder to get likes and everything seems like it's going against you, but then something like this happens and you're just like, Oh my gosh, like that just, it really lifts you up. It feels so good. And, and obviously for me, it's good to see, uh, because it's me and I want good things to happen to me, but also too, when I'm seeing other people, um, get those sponsorships and stuff like that, it's, it's just good to see. So, Who yeah. was your first sponsor or when did you, I guess, did you reach out to your first sponsor? Let's start with that. Um, who was my first sponsor? That's a really good question. It must've been with the Subaru, but what was, oh, it was, um, there's a brand called Ibok, and they're in, uh, they're down here in Irvine and they make springs. And so I got a partial sponsorship with them. So that was like, basically like, Hey, take some photos. Um, and you know, we'll give you these for like work for free and we'll give you a discount. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So, and at the time, you know, I don't, I was just taking photos. Like I had no, and to be, I didn't really have anything to give them anyway, other than just like content. So and I didn't have the follower account back then, back count back then either. Um, and so at the time I was like, okay, sure. Cause I was going to buy them anyway. <laughs> so why not? But I would always like just reach out to brands who I either knew were already good and I wanted their products. And so just be like, Hey, you know, here's some of my photos. You know, I, um, I try to make it a little more official. So, cause you can just, slide into their DMs, of course, but I always try to reach out to their marketing person, or if you have a connection, like see if you can reach out to them, make a PDF with your work on it and, you know, stats about your social channels. If you have them, um, that makes such just from what I've discovered, it makes a way bigger impact and it makes people more interested in talking to you because you come off as more professional. So yeah, I don't do any of that. Where our pitch deck is so <laughs> bad between Jabber and I, we're just like, uh, we're bumbling idiots. Uh, we have a good time. We have some really cool guests. Please help us. We're poor. And they're like, guys. <laughs> they're like, but sure, our, our numbers are yeah. really good. I've actually been on it with Jabber. I was like, dude, we have to like make a good deck and like put together a logo because our logo's awful. And I'll be the first one to say it. It's the worst. Jabber loves it. It's so bad. I'm sorry, whoever made it. It's like a spaceship alien guy. He's like hitting a jump. I, was, I don't know. <laughs> Jabber loves it. I uh, he knows it needs to change. I was wondering. It's bad. I was like, what? Because when I first like was looking into you, I was just like, wait a minute, like, what do they talk about? <laughs> but it's... all I saw was the logo, and that's just the designer in me. Where. You know, I judge everything by the logo, which is as you should, as you should. Our logo is bad. I'm (laughs) embarrassed to send it to people (laughs) and Jabber should listen to this. He will. And he'll he'll call me, but it'll be great. You have a logo. That's important. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hats off to us. But no, I I think it was what I don't think Jabber ever thought it was going to be anything. Not saying we're like huge, but like we're we do. okay. like we're 
No, absolutely. We're top 30 in our category, so we're killing it. That is amazing. But our logo sucks, and we need to change it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm looking at uh, You happen logo. to know a designer now. So I know. FYI. See, that's what I say to Jabber, too, though. I'm like, <laughs> we interview so many, like, talented human beings. I was like, let's, like, figure something out and, like, I was like, I'll hook you up, dude. Let yeah. me know. Let me know what you need. See, that, <laughs> see, we're making relationships here. I need a Ford Bronco yeah, for a weekend. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> um, I was going somewhere, though, and now I can't remember. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, I was talking about your first sponsor. That's what we were talking about. We were talking about your spring. Oh, that's right. And having a good pitch deck, which I do not have a good pitch deck, but we're working on it. <laughs> Uh, the ski industry is super weird with that because everyone's just like bro bra and like eh, and like you don't need to be professional and now we're like the mountain biking world is so much more professional oh, and we're like okay. oh guys we suck we don't have any of that sorry like we, <laughs> we can get up on that. we'll get you that but it's gonna be a minute skis are like oh yeah what do you guys need or like no it's not like it's one or the other rad. which is is it a price thing like why what causes that do you think I think I think that skis are a lot cheaper than bicycles. And like margins on bikes are true. stupid. Like when if you get like a $3500 bike isn't even good, which is crazy to me. And I'm learning this cuz I'm not a big cyclist. Like I'm getting into I've biked my whole life, but like I never cared, versus like Jabber's a big bike nerd. But like a $3500 bike costs the company like twenty three hundred dollars to make and then the dealer has to buy it for twenty nine and then they like the margins aren't that great so like things matter a lot more i feel and with bikes that makes sense and with bikes they're buying bike companies bike manufacturers are buying so many components from other companies like the frame is the frame right like santa cruz makes a frame great now they put a front fork on it, which they don't make, so they have to buy that, and they put shifters on. So, like, the prices are just, it's not, like, if Santa Cruz gives you a bike, they're give, they're also giving you all those components, which they probably had to pay for. Whereas, like, a ski, like, okay, Blizzard makes a ski, that's, they can give you that ski, because they have, that's theirs. That That's fascinating. I had no idea the markups were so, I guess, low. Yeah, the margins are horrible. And like don't Margin. quote me on those numbers, but like they're bad like they're just bad. They're not it's No, it makes sense. It's though. a tight world. And I think if more people knew the margins, they'd be more willing to buy the bikes at what they cost. Because everyone thinks right. they're getting screwed. And everyone's like, I'm getting and you're like, dude, this by the time they like ship it in a box, take it apart, pay someone to build it, pay someone to sell it, they didn't make that much money. Like Right. And bikes are hot right now, so like they're selling at retail. But normally it's, but I think that's my prediction on why things are biking is so expensive is because they don't they don't manufacture all the parts. Like if you buy Solomon skis, you can buy Solomon bindings, Solomon boots. Like they manufacture all of that. All theirs, yeah. So then they can give it away a lot easier. Whereas like a bike company, they make the frame. And then they have to buy a saddle and they have to buy a seat post and they have to buy and then they have to put that cost onto you. So that's my theory. I don't know if it's true, but I'm running with it. That makes perfect sense to me. I think. Yeah, I think it makes sense. So I don't know. Any big 
swerving back to Bronco stuff. <laughs> Any big trips planned? You work with other brands too. You were Bronco, Goal Zero, Thule, uh, Falcon. Uh, yeah, Thule and Falcon. And Falcon, so, which is tires. Yeah, Falcon just worked out. Just and thank God the Bronco came with them because then. I would have been like, can I change the tires? Like, I don't know. It's Ford. Like, you, you don't want to, like, bug them. Right. You don't want to bother like, Ford, but you don't want to burn a bridge with a relationship you've had. I love that this is turning like a sponsorship talk because I didn't think that's <laughs> where this was going to be. And I love it because I think people think it's just like, oh, you get free stuff. And like, Bleh. you're like, no, that's I'm working to get this free thing. So, like, if I get right. like, OK, cool, I get a free whatever pound of coffee every month like well i have to like take pictures of that which like if i was getting paid to take those pictures would be a lot more than the free pound of coffee that i get each month like <laughs> it's not free like you can't put a ford bronco in your gas tank like that's what i always say. but like i like right. i get free sunglasses and people like oh and i'm like yeah but i can't put that in my fuel tank like that like, right it's really cool and it has this value but like that's not dollars sponsorships are a real slippery slope um i I mean ideally the perfect sponsor is someone who will not only send you free product but also pays you for the photos that you take and there's brands out there who are absolutely willing to do that and um actually one of them is i don't know if you're familiar with cool k-u-h-l oh yeah um they they have an amazing ambassador program and they're just like, yeah, you know, I'm not that they'll just like send you free clothes, but they're just like, hey, you know, nothing's free. Nothing is free. Ever. Right. Um, but they're like, hey, if we end up using your photo for this, like, you know, we'll pay you this amount of money. And if we use it for this, we'll pay you this amount. So there's ambassadorships. Uh, I'm sorry, brands and sponsorships that are great. But then there's kind of the dark side of sponsorships, too, where, again, you in theory are providing them free photography and free marketing for product. And a lot of people, there's a lot of photographers out there who just don't like that. And I absolutely understand because in theory, it devalues their work because you want to be paid for your work. And that's the thing. You can't, can't put a Ford Bronco in your gas tank, just like you said. So um, like, I totally understand. And just where do you find the balance? I don't know, but for me, all the brands that I work with are brands who I love and I would have bought their products anyway, or I already own their products before I started working with them, which was the case with Goal Zero. Um, and in the case of Goal Zero and like how I was able to build a relationship with them, I had, I don't know if you're familiar with the Yetis, which is just their, their, their classic yeah, I batteries. Am. So I had a Yeti 400 that I had for years and just like beat to hell and loved it. And I took a photo of it, just like the sunset shot and it was charging up my laptop. And I had like this janky, like Coleman lantern next to it. And I tagged them in it and I was like, you know, Hey, Gold zero, like, you know, whatever. And they're like, Oh yeah. Can we like repost this? And I was like, sure. And then just through that and their marketing manager or whoever was running their social, um, reached out to me. And then, you know, that's how the conversation started going with them. And that one, like, I didn't have to send like a deck to them or anything like that. It was just really building that relationship with them. And they have expectations of me, of course. Um, But Goal Zero is, um, yeah, they're a brand that I really, really value and love anyway. 
So how long have you been yeah. with them? Um, I say about, I want to say two years, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Something in that. So range. yeah, exactly. But with goal zero, it's, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> They're great. I just, yeah, I think it's fun. <laughs> like I've been with life proof phone cases. Oh, nice. For, I don't know. Like four years, four years, maybe three, four years. And oh, like, wow. I am like the worst. Like I don't follow any of like my guidelines. Like I don't for them and they know it. And I'm like, but like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm out there. I smash my phone. I, I don't ask for too much. I keep in touch with them, but like, you know, they send out like the team emails and like, I hope one of them, I hope Brett is listening who sends out every team email and he's like, all right, we need four posts this month, four tags, really pushing it. And I'm like, I ain't doing shit, dude. And like, <laughs> I'm like so bad at it, but I think they just know, which is like horrible to say, but I'm just like, I will give you what I believe my time is worth. And I've just, and that's where I've been for a long time with a lot of these brands when it comes back to like working for free, like, okay, you can send me 14 cases, but like if they're life proof and they last forever, why do I need 14 cases? So this is always like, right. and this is me like, <laughs> okay, like maybe I'll burn a bridge here, but I love the brand. I love the people and I've gotten to know them all. And now we're like Instagram friends. And like, so it works right. out that like, they know, like I will rep that brand. And if they need something from me, I will do it. But like, I am not like, I never use their hashtags. I never, I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm just a little expectation influencer and that's where I want to be. <laughs> it's, but it's that's no pressure either. Right. <laughs> I just am very transparent. Like, Hey, I use this product every day. Like it's, it's a phone case and like it, I have it on, like it's, if I have my phone in my hand, I have a life proof case and I talk about it on the podcast sometimes, which like has value. So like, here's your free sponsorship life proof right. but like <laughs> thanks life proof but it's it's one of those things that like they're like okay we need four tags four hashtags this month like put two in your story and i'm like i'm not doing shit also <laughs> phone cases are really hard to take pictures of like it's funny yeah. but like it's a weird thing and i take a lot like i don't bring my camera everywhere i don't know if you're one of those if you're a photographer who brings their camera i never bring my camera anywhere I always like I went I'll go on like a three month trip out west and like use my phone the whole time. It's just going on Instagram. I don't I don't care. Like I'm just Yeah. Unless I'm getting paid to pull out my actual camera, I rarely do. And that's a fault of mine and I need to get better. But like when it comes to taking a picture of your phone case with your phone, I'm garbage. Like I'm like send me water <laughs> bottles because they'll be branded and I can take <laughs> pictures of them. Well, also too, like, how do you make that look really sexy? Like, especially, okay, like you're going out west in Omoa. You're like, let me just put my phone against this uh, cactus here because this is the real world. And this is how we treat our phone cases. Yeah, like that, that's a tough thing to photograph now that I kind of think about. Yeah, and it's all like these like smoking hot buff dudes or like beautiful women (laughs) and they're like flexing on the beach with their phone. And I'm just like, if you want a picture of like the phone next to a trash can, which is myself, like 
I'll gladly send it to you, but you're not going to do anything with it. <laughs> so it, but it's always funny and it's great. And it's, it's been a long relationship that I'm great. Like I'm happy to have. And like, I've been with Smith optics for probably 10 years now. And oh, like, that is rad. And it's like a low tier. Like I'm a nobody. Like if you asked anybody in the office, they'd be like, how did this, like, I'm like the Melvin of like office space, <laughs> like of the Smith optics. Like I just like stay in and they're like, how does this guy not cut? Like, how do we not lose this guy yet? But you love me. You love me. <laughs> but it's funny now. Cause it, you... when you like with these brands for so long that you just like, I don't even know I'm doing anymore. Like I have so much of their clothing and their, their glass, like their sunglasses or goggles or like branded hats that you're just like, I am a like walking, talking billboard without even knowing <laughs> versus when it changes every month, you're like, I don't know who I'm repping. Like you just like switching hats. Like, Oh, hang on, hang on. Yeah. All right. And it's like, <laughs> so it's fun. I've been, I've been fortunate to be with these brands and it's cool. when you think about like, how did you get your start? Who did you like? Oh, they reached out to me and asked if I could like, it's such this cool. We went swinging, like going all the way full circle back to like <laughs> these opportunities that are just like, because of this platform. Albeit right. there's way more competition, but like, I think yeah. it's, I don't know. Again, I've talked about it, but like, it's cool to see brands that see value in people like me or yourself who are just like, I like to think like normal day humans. Right. And I think, and that's, I think you literally said it right there is that you've got these influencers with the millions of followers and you know, everything that they're putting out now is ads. And that's the micro influencer is what's in if, and I'm putting air quotes for those who can't see me, which is everybody. Um, <laughs> but the micro influencer in theory is the one with like, they're actually using these products and there's a different trust level. So, and yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful that brands. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, see value in that. So, um, oh my gosh, I think your initial question was where I was going. And I don't know. We like, woo. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is all you do. You just dip all over the place. It's, it's just like, I don't know how I got there. Um, I'm going to um, Grand Tetons. Is it okay? Is it Tetons or is that like actually how you say it? Do you know? I say Tetons. Okay. That sounds right. Cause just on happy, you want to be like the Grand Tetons. No, it's, um, I would say Tetons. It is Tetons. Okay. So uh, Grand Tetons, um, Yellowstone, and Glacier. And I'm driving. And I've never been to any of these places. And um, my work is actually being really cool about it because I asked them, like, hey, you know, we're already working remotely. So can I work remotely from Montana? And they were just like, sure, as long as we can get a hold of you and, like, you get your work done, like, go for it. So that is that's going to be a three week trip next month. That's amazing. I I mean, it's cool to want like school should be cool with it or university, but also like what's the difference if you work from home or work from space? Like if you're working, you're working as long as you get your stuff done. And I think it's, that's the best thing to come out of COVID other than I didn't have to see anybody for a while. That was really, <laughs> but uh, the fact that like, Oh, I don't have to be here to, to be really excellent at my job. So like I'm out. Exactly. This is also the healthiest that I've ever been. 
because schools are like really germy. I mean, naturally you've got, we have a 25,000 student population. So I was getting sick like every three to four months just because of germs. And because of this, I'm like, I have literally not been sick since the start of the pandemic. This is amazing. Um, It just comes to show how gross everything is. Oh yeah, we're gross. I can't wait to be gross again though. (laughs) Like I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm you're going on a three like, week right trip. Now. You're going to be a dirt bag. I mean, okay. Dirt gross is one thing, but like, then there's germ gross, which is just like teenagers touching counters and things and pens. And <laughs> I am not, I like to be a combo. I think I'm a combo <laughs> of both like real teenager gross, but also just adult gross. <laughs> I used to be like all about germs too. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Like we need germs, you know, and it builds up your immune system or whatever, which is probably not true. I don't know. Um, spreading misinformation over here, but I, I've always been, I'm going with that. <laughs> I think kids. All right. All right. Blue. Let's roll with it. That's always been my thing. And then after COVID, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, hand sanitizer actually works. Okay. Um, see the, the funny thing with that is like, me. if you're in a van forever, <laughs> Like I use Lysol wipes and uh, hand sanitizer like every day of my life and have for like the past six years. Like that's how I clean. Things. Nothing changed for you. Nothing other than I couldn't get it. Like everyone oh, was like, oh, this sense. is mine now. And I was like, are you kidding? Like I've been buying this. <laughs> this is my section. Like I know, I'm the an person, OG I know the person who stocks this section at the store. Like we are friends. Like, Lysol, sponsor me. Yes, please. <laughs> I've been using you forever. Yeah. But that was like the fun, people are like, oh, you use these disinfectants. I was like, yeah, how do you think I like clean the van? Like, I don't have, I mean, I have like, water, but I don't have like endless amounts. Like, it, right. If I'm going to use water, I'm oh, going to the- drink and cook, not like clean. I don't care. Clean is a right. loose term, like, extremely loose <laughs> term. Water, most definitely, too, has a totally different value when. You know, you're especially when you're out on the road. Um, I don't use water to clean at all, but yeah, Clorox wipes is like yeah, how I uh, keep my trailer clean. So, <laughs> oh yeah, please tell me about your trailer because I crept your Instagram and it looks like you bought an old trailer and then redid it all. It doesn't even make yeah. it that old, right? It, it was a 2013. Oh no, it, I thought a, it was way older, but no. It, okay, go on. It. It, it's there. Um, the company's called A-Liner. It's 2013 A-Liner Sport. Bought it from some lady in San Diego. And um, they're so crazy. They're pop-up A-frame campers. So, but what's so funny about them is that they look like they're from the 80s. And okay, maybe when that's I first why got I it, I was, it was old. It, it straight up looks like it's from the 80s. Like it had a manual um, thermostat, like... It was, it was pretty weird. Um, and so I pretty much just, I mean, I didn't rip out the floor, but I kind of just built over everything. Cause I also had to keep it as light as possible. Like in the real world, I would have loved to have done like, you know, bam, solid bamboo countertops. You know, you see that in all like the van builds and stuff. And, um, I don't know what else, like real wood floors and stuff like that. But it's just like, I got to keep this thing as light as possible. It was 1500 pounds dry. Um, and so I pretty much just bought a ton of contact paper from Amazon and it was fake bamboo contact paper. And you just, I covered the counters with it. 
I just built a wood floor on top of the original linoleum floor and just painted the whole thing. Uh, and it's beautiful. So I'm literally creeping just, it right um, now. I can't, no, yeah, creep away. I can't believe that's like a <laughs> wallpaper, a bamboo wallpaper, it's, basically. It looks awesome. Yeah. But it's it's so deceiving. Why did you buy a camper? Just to have more room? So I'm kind of like when I'm doing my photography and stuff like that, like I'm a weekend warrior and I I, I, I did the whole okay, so I need to take a step back. Because I forgot I had a sponsorship with Tapui Rooftop Tents, mm-hmm. who is now owned by Tuli. Um, but there was this competition back in like 2018 where they were like, oh, send in a video about like the perfect road trip. And so I sent in this two-week video like, hey, you know, my dream road trip is like two weeks through the Sierra. And I would love to have a Tapui tent to like do that trip. And they were like, cool, like, here's $2,000. Here's a tent. Here's a bunch of other stuff. They sent me like a Yeti cooler and all this other stuff. And they're like, go make a video, take some photos, do your trip. And so I had a, the, um, that was when I had the Jeep and the rooftop tent didn't line up on the Jeep, right? For whatever reason. And the bars went at an angle and then I would have had to drill into the tent. It would have been this whole thing. And also too, I don't know. Have you ever used a rooftop tent before? Yep. So they're really annoying because (laughs) if you want to go somewhere, you have to pack the whole thing up again. And that's the worst part about them. And I was like, okay, now what we're going to do is I'm going to build a trailer to put this tent on. And so I bought again from San Diego. They're like the supplier of trailers. Um, I bought a quarter ton M416 military trailer. And I spent about six months like building this trailer out, put some crossbars on it, cut off the back, which for those who collect trailer memorabilia, whatever military stuff, I'm so sorry I did that. Um, And put the tent on that and just dragged it through the Sierra for two weeks. So that's kind of what started the whole trailer thing. And then I just wanted to be a little more bougie because it can get cold <laughs> or really hot. Because <laughs> we're human. And like, it's like, oh, I want like, luxuries. I got invited to um, there's this area called Aspendale in the Eastern Sierra where we see fall colors because we don't really get a lot of that here in California. Um, and it was November and my friend was like, oh, yeah, come meet me out here. Like, it's beautiful. I think we've we got a couple days to, like, capture the color. And I was like, rad. So I grabbed my trailer, and I, I head up there with the rooftop tent. And it dropped to about 15 degrees that night, and I just was not prepared. I wasn't paying attention. I froze to death. Um, and actually, it destroyed the fall colors in, like, 24 hours. Like, basically everything died. Um, but after that, I was like, mm, okay, this isn't going to work. I need... I need something I need, I'm going to upgrade. So, um, that was, I sold it right before COVID last year. And so, I mean, I bought that, the M416 for like $700 and I was able to sell it for 5,000. Oh it yeah. It's yeah. I flipped so many things in, during COVID, but it's, you just like taking something like old, you just, people are lazy. 
Like you put a rooftop, and you like had, probably made a cool rig. Uh, but like, did you sell it with the tent and stuff too, or no? Um, I sold the I sold the tent separately just because the person didn't want the tent, and I was like, all right, fine. Even so, better. Even better. That worked out. Can you put the rooftop right. tent on the Bronco? Could you have? Um, or is it not in the rules. I don't think I can because mine has a sunroof. And it's only rated to, I think, a hundred and some pounds dynamic. Um, and so mine, I can't. But if you don't have a sunroof, you can, from my understanding. So many rules with these Broncos. So many rules. But also, too, like, I mean, I put the rooftop tent on the Crosstrek um, or on back when I had it. And you really shouldn't do that anyway <laughs> yeah whatever those are just I'll talk about they can just get out of things that's why they tell you just, not to do it they're like well we told you not to yeah. do that and you're like well it's yeah fine. And they're like well wind drag and it's too heavy and blah 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 it's but, fine um yeah i i'm pumped on this because i didn't think we were going to talk about like sponsorships and i feel like it's like this secret world of sponsorships that everyone wants to hear about but no one wants to talk about but, yeah, and it's kind of honestly, it's a little scary talking about because I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not in the contract that I signed. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to talk about that. Um, but I don't think you I said think, anything bad. I think know, it's just fun again to just normalize it. Like, you, oh, hey, I'm going on this trip and this is the trip I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. And then a brand was like, oh, please take our stuff. Like, you did, you reached out right. to do that, which, like, People are like, oh, I want free stuff. And you're like, well, try. Like, put in effort. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is with sponsorships, is a lot of people are like, how did you get it? How did you, how did you, how did you get sponsored? Like, I want to know all about it. And it's just like, it is a lot of work. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's work. just, you know, something to, something to think about, guys. Like, if you want to do it, like, go for it. Reach out to your favorite brands and, you know, build those relationships with them. But just it's a lot of work and you really got to just lay out, you know, what not what's in it for you, but what's in it for them? What are what value are you providing them? So. Yeah, it's not what some of the best advice I was ever given is it's not what the brand can do for you. It's what you can do for the brand, which is. Oh, my gosh, so, that needs to be on a shirt. <laughs> it's so simple. It's so stupid. Uh, it's from my friend Pat Morgan. True. He got me my first Smith sponsorship or what like relation partnership relationship and like he because i was like i need to like you know i was like talking to the rep or whatever and i was like they need to give me this and this and this he's like dude you're missing it he's like what are you gonna give yeah. them and that has always like and it seems so stupid but like what value do you provide what and it's not always instagram likes or like your reach and like that's all obviously part of it but like it's so much more than that. It's so much like you're representing them all the time or you should be exactly. doing your job. So exactly. So what's so. next for Kristen? You're going on a trip. Are you documenting <sighs> it? Are you photographing it? Do you have any major plans for it? Or are you just doing it? It's all of the above. Um, that was actually a Bronco question during the interview. It was, you know, where are you going? And I was always like, oh, well, the desert right here, like, you know, I'm based in Southern California. And so I have a lot of landscape readily available, but this is a trip I've always wanted to do places I've always wanted to go. And I was like, this is 
the perfect opportunity to do that. Um, and so, you know, I'm most definitely going to be documenting the Bronco um, and playing with the idea of maybe diving into YouTube. Just, I don't know. This would be the time to do it with this trip. Um, and so also the YouTube's kind of a double thing too, because the Instagram algorithm is changing. And so I can utilize it double in that case. Um, but past the trip, like, you know, I'm hoping in a year or so, like I can start building that job for myself that I've always wanted. Um, but I really have to just kind of, you know, go with the flow, keep things open and you know, there's always, you, you want to have the dream, right? Like I want to, you know, do photography full-time professionally and be able to support myself and, you know, make the big bucks and all that stuff and be insta famous. But, um, the world is changing so much and the internet is changing so much that it's, I really just have to try to keep it open with the flow and it's all baby steps and seeing, and just, but hopefully in a year, you know, I can, take that next step, whatever that may be. So I love that answer. And I love that attitude. And I love that like forward <laughs> thinking because it's where we should all be baby steps, always moving forward, always evolving, always learning. And I'm paraphrasing. Exactly. That's what I got from it. No, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. You said it, you know, in five seconds. <laughs> what I said in like five minutes. Well, I got to, re I got to listen and regurgitate. So it's much easier. Uh, where can people follow you? If you want to thank your sponsors, thank your sponsors. Who are they? Where can they follow them? Where can we follow you? Where can we follow your adventures? If you have a YouTube name, if you got one locked in, this is your moment. Uh, YouTube is empty, but it will be under fourth West. And Instagram, you can follow me under Go Forth West. And I mean, obviously, huge thanks to Ford for, you know, taking a chance on a little guy and uh, Gold Zero for doing the same and Falcon for doing the same and uh, Thule for doing the same. Um, I'm, I'm blessed. Hashtag blessed, which I hate <laughs> saying, but it's like, it's true. Like, you know, I, these brands, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful for them and, and the support that they've given me. So, yeah. Well, I think to be fair, you're giving them a whole lot of premium content. So don't sell yourself short on that too. Cause they're getting. It's the imposter syndrome. It's, <laughs> it's not though, but you know what I mean? Like you are providing a ton of value for them and they realize that. So always keep that, you know, don't have a chip on your shoulder, but realize that these brands recognize you because you're helping other people recognize them. If that Touché. makes sense. This is also true. Yeah. So everyone go on no, Instagram. You that. Follow Kristen at go forth West. Is that correct? Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that's it. Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was great. This was rad. Guys, we did it. Episode 20 of The Pursuit on the Autobahn's network, Autobahn's channel. Huge shout out to Adam Jabber for giving me this opportunity. Thank you to my friends who listen. Thank you to anybody who listens. Uh, this is quite the milestone for me. I've never done anything 20 times in my life. 
So thank you for that. Uh, that episode, I say I'm all. They're all rad because I love these conversations. I have a blast doing them. Kristen Danforth, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for taking the energy. Everybody listening, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for taking the energy. I don't know. Have the best day you can possibly have today. How about that? Let's go with that. I'm not even going to say like, share, subscribe. I'm not even going to say it. Great. It's summer. Enjoy. Kristen, again, thanks. Episode 20 of The Pursuit. Peace.